It's January 21st, 1999. Britney Spears released her breakout debut album, Baby One More Time. Someone grabbed the baked ZD because the Sopranos debuts on HBO. And in WCW, Kevin Nash books a full episode of Thunder all by himself. This is episode 264, Nash's Vision, WCW Thunder, January 21st, 1999. I'm Tyler Fudge. And I'm Travis Fudge. We're the Federation. You can support the show by joining our Patreon or donating to our PayPal, the Federation Podcast at gmail.com. You can stick around for shout outs at the end of the show. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by searching the Federation. T shirts at whatamaneuver.net. And not to forget the beautiful music by Mitch Electric Downfall. Link is in the description. Travis, when was the last time you watched an episode of Thunder? I know it wasn't that long. Ago. For the show? For the, the, the Patreon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Thunder on Shuffle. Thunder on Shuffle. That's <laughs> why I remember us doing the whole Raven thing. Mm. I only did one episode, I think. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. So You did most of them. I did a Thunder that had... It was the week when that Raven shit was going on. With the with the parents. And, yeah, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Raven and Canyon went shopping. Well, so I, think, I did man, a Thunder episode like right around, right this, around time. this time. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, this this episode it screams of just like I'm Nash. I'm gonna give me and my boys the night off. Like I'm sure that they're in this episode for like a split second. What are the chances they filmed that on like a nitro? It's possible. I mean, there is the TV shot of Vincent, but I mean those things could have been shot too at nitro. I doubt they had the foresight though for this shit. Nash booking it, you'd think he'd be there. I'm sure he was there. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure he also thought, oh, it would be cool for boys. We're just in the back of the limo. We're just, 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 hanging, we're just out. hanging out, you know? Yeah. Like, we're, like, making a cameo, like, DJ Khaled or some shit, man, you know? <laughs> you just come in and you're like, oh, those are the big stars. <laughs> the cadence is there. Uh, I actually seen a video today of him talking about CM Punk. Yeah. And he's like, uh, CM Punk, you say you're tired? You haven't wrestled in 10 years? You're 42? You say you're tired? CM Punk, you're in a 75 El Dorado with 105 with miles. miles on it. Yeah, that's a great line. <laughs> like, Nash always has a way to pop me with what he says. Like, say what you will about him. The dude is funny as fuck. He's, he, he's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Now, is he a good booker, though? That, that's the question we have here. Now, before we get into this episode, like, is there anything here that you felt overtly, like, not appalled by or, like, but was there anything here that insulted your intelligence enough to be like, fuck this? I don't think it was very different from any other train wreck booker. I I, I get that. I Directionless get that. storylines. Yeah, I'm all well, for, I'm well. all for an all night storyline that pertains throughout the show. It can make the show unpredictable. Uh, can't miss in a way. Especially for a B show. Kind of like uh, when the Hart Foundation and Austin are fighting with each other all show. And, like, Austin's stalking them and he's, like, taking them out. He takes Bulldog out in the fucking oh, ambulance yeah, and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a great show-long storyline that makes you feel like, wow, I 
can't tune out of this because I'm going to miss like Austin beating the shit out of one of the hearts. But in this case, it's the NWO B team being featured all night long. All night long. And Vincent getting so much TV time and yeah. so much talking time. Yeah. Now, yeah. you got, you got uh, Horace Hogan getting more talking time than Scott Norton. And Scott Norton is probably the only guy in that group that can probably even talk his way out, except for Stevie Ray. Stevie He's Ray possible. can talk, yeah. No, you get Brian Adams talking, who was... Man, he's so checked out at this point. Oh, yeah. That's even saying that Brian Adams was worth a damn ever at all. <laughs> as Crush, uh, anything. As Crush, as Kona Crush, as Jailbait Crush. Yeah. As Chronic BDSM is probably crush. the only thing that me and Tyler can probably say that we like the most about Brian Adams. Yeah. I mean, like, I was always a big fan of Demolition when I was a kid. So, like, I guess, like. Were you a big I, fan of Demolition because of Crush? No. Yeah. No. Uh, smash. Yeah. 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 That was, that was my, my guys. Plus I had those LGN toys like that. They were so good. Hasbro's. No, I had the LGNs too. You did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was, those were my jam. I was fucking, I thought those were dope as shit, but I also had the Hasbro's too. Yeah. So you really liked them. I did really like them. <laughs> well, like in the Hasbro. No fucking Road Warriors in this house. Just demolition. <laughs> no, no, I didn't have the Road Warrior Hasbro. No, you didn't. Uh, but like, uh, I, I remember too, like those Hasbros came with the little helmet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I remember so the little dope. tiny helmet. Yeah, that was so dope. I feel like the LGNs also had a rubber one. But I feel like I could be wrong. I mean, like if Honky Tonk Man came with a fucking uh, guitar. I mean, come on. Which, for some reason, we had two Honky Tonk Men, which makes no sense. But either way. Uh, no, this episode being, you know, obviously it's Thunder. It's a B-show. It's it's taped. It's not live. It's not treated. It's essentially Rampage, just two hours long. So, like, let's, let's just, before we get into the show, just, just do a tertiary look at what matches are even on this show. Because there's not really much of note. There's Disco Inferno, Jerry Flynn. The matches are very lack like lacking, you know. Like, I, yeah, the ending you start to get resemblance of stuff, but like it's nothing to sink your teeth into. Really, you get Perry Saturn, Al Green, Kenny Chaos, and Glacier, Booker T, and Norman Smiley. See, it's starting to get a little bit better. Brian Adams and Horace against Chavo Guerrero Jr. and Kidman. It's like okay, there's a little bit, you know what I mean? Like there's half of that team. But none and, of these matches were announced or anything like that. No, it was just no. thrown together, and then the main event yeah. was announced. In the middle of the show. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad they didn't promote that because, like, there's not much to it. Uh, but, again, we got Rey Mysterio Jr. in La Parca and then the main event, which we'll talk about the main event when it comes up. Not, let's not give that away completely. Because none of these matches are even, like, they're, they're just matches to be placeholder matches to have matches there. Well, I know, right? but this is Nash's first night. You think you'd do something so more. There's, there's no, um, outstanding matches by any means. No. Vincent is main eventing the show. Yes. And the president of your company is also main eventing your show. Mm-hmm. Wait till the surprise Rick Flair at this point in time is the president of now, WCW. I like a lot of wrestlers on this show particularly, yeah. but there's also a lack of star power. There was always a lack of star power on Thunder. Well, That's one thing. I know, because they probably didn't right. want to work two days. Yeah. It looks like Macho's not there at the moment. Like, it seems like Macho's not in storyline oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. see bread anywhere. No. Now, no. Um, like, just not mentioned, right? Yep. Roddy yep. Piper was 
referenced. There was a reference to Roddy. <laughs> yeah, that was about it, though. Uh, God. But yeah, you, you know, as we got to say, too, the Finger Poke of Doom was just weeks before this. January 4th, the Finger Poke of Doom had happened. Uh, and that's also the same night that they told the audience McFoley was going to win the WF title. And you could have been watching the Tokyo Dome too. You could have been watching the Tokyo <laughs> Dome, yeah. And that, like, so like that was January fourth. But then a couple weeks before that is when Nash won the title, beating Goldberg with a stun gun at Starcade. Yeah, losing um, his, killing his streaks. So Goldberg also not referenced, not referenced at all. So that's what I'm saying. A lack of star power here. Like NWO is the only force besides for. DDP. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, this is also to the first Thunder after the WCW sold out 1999 pay-per-view. So, let's see. Chris Benoit was in a match against Mike Enos. Obviously, we know who won that match. Norman Smiley defeated Chavo Chavito Guerrero Jr., uh, Fit Finley defeated Van Hammer. Now, this is a fucking pay-per-view. Sold out. So you think. Sucks. That's true. But, like, you think this is, like, a humdrum set of matches on Thunder. It's like, the pay-per-views are not much better. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Wrath. Uh, let me just interject, though. WCW's always been known for that. Yeah. Um, More or less, like, well, uh, sometimes. <sighs> never mind. Kind of shooting myself in the foot, actually. Okay. Other way around. I was going to say that they're known for that, but actually they were known for the better undercard as to WF's better main event. But it doesn't mean that like these matches were built, though. You know what I mean? You had like no. really great cruiserweight matches. You no. didn't have to build those matches, though. You but yet just they put... were with the LWO and whatnot. Like, it seems like the yeah. cruiserweights get more cohesive storytelling than the main eventers. Well, well the, the LWO, were they on this show? Yeah, Ray. Oh, 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 he was in the LWO at he, this point. He had the shirt on. When Did he, he have the shirt on? Yeah. I man. don't remember that. I know that his I liked mask his... was red, white, and green. I really liked the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just didn't know because the song wasn't there. Yeah. 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 Low Rider. I love that song. We had Lex Luger against Conan. Chris Jericho defeated Perry Saturn, which. This was the loser wears a dress match. Uh, Billy Kidman defeated uh, Rey Mysterio, Juventud, and Psychosis. This match was uh, actually a candidate for match of the year. Uh, Ric Flair and David Flair defeated Kurt Anning and Barry Windham. And then Goldberg defeated Scott Hall. Scott Hall tased him, so that that's a story. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's the state of soul. So like Nash didn't have a whole lot to live up to here. Let's let's put it that way. No, he didn't. He didn't, but like goddamn. Goddamn. First night, first impression means a lot, I find. Like especially in the fickle television industry, Tyler. <laughs> in nineteen ninety nine. They're so fickle, especially in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, Ally yep. McBeal is running roughshod on oh, the yeah. world. Dude, like we said in the intro, the Sopranos. The big ZD's out, Tyler. It's out. It's getting cold. Put that shit in the oven, baby. Yeah. Yeah, oh. Tony's fucking hungry. He's fucking walking here. <laughs> I don't, is that line even uttered on the Sopranos? I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, this is the 47th edition of WCW Thunder. 
January 21st, 1999 from Indianapolis, Indiana at Market Square Arena. Aired on TBS, garnering a 4.2 rating. Crazy. Yeah. The, yeah. That many people watched this garbage show. A year into this garbage, too. Yeah. That's Thunder still was never okay. good. Thunder was never good. No. No. I do have a fond liking of the original Thunder backdrop. I not- like I like this one more. I find that this the the thing about Thunder is that I like the aesthetic yeah. of the show so much. Like the stage is fucking awesome. Yeah. I love the stage. I like the whole fucking nameplate whoosh and the oh, yeah, whoosh yeah, yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I find the production for Thunder particularly to be something that I like, maybe mm-hmm. because I played that game oddly so much when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Yeah. And I just remember that, but ah, yeah. Yeah. For some reason, like you start the show and the the music and everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh they this but that like I, I have a fond memory of, like of just the OG Thunder backdrop with the rocks and the like yeah it's pretty uh, cool. but now i will say though that thunder look lasted until they just turned everything into the big tron there's a reason why it lasted that long because it is a great set you know what i mean like when you could look you think about television sets it's a it's a great one um the announcers though they come on and they run down what had happened between the horseman and the nwo uh stevie ray he's uh trying the band the rest and what happened, sorry, between the Horsemen and the NWO is that the NWO had handcuffed Ric Flair to a turnbuckle and had whipped David Flair with a belt, Hogan's weight strap belt. Dastard. He's just a boy. Yeah. Just a blonde boy. He's not he, blonde at this brown. point in time. He's brown at this point in time. He hasn't He's only yet. one of Ric Flair's four kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's the best wrestler out of them all. It's not true. That's total sarcasm, just so you're aware. Just so you're aware. But we also have Stevie Ray. He's trying to ban the rest of the NWO B team, which, from what I gathered, is the black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Right? (laughs) They want to revolt against the main group, which is the red and black. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking whether or not that's I'm pretty on. sure the finger poke of doom <laughs> is the whole reason for all of this. Mm, yeah. I, I, I'm assuming so. I can see that. Like, cr- please, like, forgive me for not knowing my my WCW history. Hey, I think we've got it pretty fucking squared up there. Pretty, pretty sure. Uh, but he would go so far as to even throw away his NWO shirt in the garbage vincent then has a letter that he says will ease the tension in the room he opens it up and this is just the beginning of the night and he reads that letter and it's like bad weather in tampa gonna be late (laughs) everybody just gets upset it's like dude vincent just reading that letter thinking he's got a hold of everything it's fucking great. And I enjoyed when uh, Vincent got up on the table and, and he put his head his through hand. the ceiling tile. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Calls himself one of the uh, self-proclaimed founding fathers of the NWO. Yeah. And them arguing about uh, getting coach seats and 
mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yep. They're not happy. No, they're no. they're a very unhappy bunch. Yeah, Vincent called himself a founding father of the NWO. That was a good one. Like, it was. That, that, that was that's a good a, line. That's impressive. Because that, that's a good line because you know he's not, and you know that his character is portraying that he barely believes that he's a founding member. You know what I mean? And he's just like, no, man, I'm going to lead this place. I'm going to lead these motherfuckers. Right? And then do you think that the the ceiling thing was planned? No. No. <laughs> fuck no. I don't even think that Vincent knows what he's talking about. I think that he believes this. I think that every word he says is like, shoot. Like, don't give Vincent a fucking script. Because he fucking tears the script up. Don't give him any ideas. Don't give him the script because he can't read. Can't read, man. And like <laughs> he probably thinks he is like a founding father of the NWO. What, what, what would he have been like? He's definitely the first ten people. I would. I would say first five, five or six. Yeah, probably six. When DiBiase no, came no, in. No, no, man. Yeah, yeah. And DiBiase so was the you fourth would have member. Three giant DiBiase. Giant wasn't before DiBiase, was he? Giant was after DiBiase. DiBiase was like the next one. He was like four. Okay. DiBiase was four. Pretty Giant sure. was five. And then Vincent would have been six probably. And then it would have been six. Vince would have been seven. Who? Vincent would have been like the seventh. Which end. one would have been six? Six. Oh, yeah. That's you're why right. he's called six, isn't you're right. it? Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, because he's the sixth, sixth member of the NWO. You're right. Then maybe would the Giant come after six? That's possible. And maybe, then maybe Giant seven, and Vincent's five. I don't know or how four, easy whichever it you is. want to put. I would say Ted. Ted's four. Vincent's five. Six is six. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, so it's Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, DiBiase, the Giant, Imposter Sting, six. I, I don't know if they really count Imposter Sting, but he joined the week before Six did. But I think he might have just been Sting at the time. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know. But Six is number six, not Imposter Sting. But then after Six, it's Vincent. All right. Cool. Yeah. So I was pretty fucking close. You, I think you were, you were almost spot on. Like from the get go, like the 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 very first of it. So good for you, Travis. Thanks. You know, I I hype up your memory from time to time. I'm glad that uh, you don't prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, but our first match of the night is main event player Disco Inferno taking on Jerry Flynn, Wolfpack member Disco Inferno, uh, unofficial member of the Wolfpack. Because uh, nobody has actually invited him. He just pretends he's a part of the wolf pack. Once that again, is, I bet you this is line. shoot. No, like, that's legit the storyline. No, I mean, like, I bet you that he probably fucking thinks that he's in the NWO. <laughs> it's like he thinks he was the main eventer in WCW. Yeah, yeah, fuck, man. <coughs> Jerry Flynn, this guy's uh, pretty intense. Isn't he like a former kickboxer or something like that? Well, by the looks of his kicks, you would say so, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I have two notes for this match. I'll tell you what, I don't have a lot of notes for the the, the matches on this show, the, the matches content, are nothing of any kind. Pretty garbage. Yeah. Besides for the Lucha match, they're far at the last bit of the show. Yeah. But Disco, I enjoy his Disco Ball graphic for his entrance. <coughs> That's fun. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Got yeah. a chuckle out of it. You know? Yeah. Uh, Flynn steamrolling Disco in the corner like a fucking car. 
Did, did you <laughs> see like, that? Swing, like, his, yeah, his, yeah, like a spinning heel kick or something. It was yeah. fucking wild. They call him Lightning Foot for a fucking reason. You know what I mean? Like, the dude does. Like, for a big guy, this guy has such fast feet. Like, it's it, it's pretty impressive. So it's pretty impressive. Probably a kickboxer. Yeah, I imagine he was a kickboxer. I imagine he was. We don't need to have a five-minute search for this, do we? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I'm just scrolling my notes down. But, uh, you know, the first thing that came to my mind when watching this match is, like, these guys look like they'd be a tag team. You the think color so? scheme. Well, the, no, the color scheme is the exact same. They were both wearing red and black. And they just look like they should have belonged well, together. Maybe you can give uh, Jerry Flynn some bell bottoms. Ooh, maybe, yeah. maybe. Jerry Flynn does come off as a name that would be a part of, you know, like, you know, you listen to the Bee Gees, you know. I mean, he looks more Kumite than uh, than Bee Gees here, but, you know, I digress. It, it would be a worthwhile gimmick, and then you get Mike Mike Awesome in there, and you're you're, you're set. Oh, dude, yeah, definitely. They all just come drive to the ring in a Volkswagen bus. Call them like the Denim Kings. <laughs> let's 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 keep uh, workshopping that the name. Mid, the mid the midnight <laughs> the midnight bruisers. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, there's something like the midnight denim, the mi- midnight the denim. Mid- no, the midnight denim riders. Yeah, the midnight denim riders. Mike Awesome, or you just no, you just like Disco Rider, Mike Rider, and fucking Jerry Rider. <laughs> the midnight disco, midnight. With the Y though, right? Well, yes. Oh, 100 percent. But like, you got see, you got the midnight denim riders, yeah. right? But disco is always petitioning for them to be the midnight disco riders. Maybe that's maybe they are the midnight disco riders. And they're riders. trying to get into like the the glam rock 70s style thing, but disco's yeah. like, "No, that's so gay, that's guys." It's so gay. It's so gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. But you know like at some point in time they'll have a match, right? And Disco Inferno wins and they and do they become the midnight. And they got to face the West Texas Rednecks oh, eventually. Oh dude, yes. So be Which at- apparently they've already started. They were already on sold out. Barry oh, Windham and yeah. Kurt Henning. So yeah. apparently the seeds yeah. are planted. The seeds of southern hate are planted. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're not wrong. <laughs> Uh, but like, really though, uh, Disco is is also going to win a match against, let's say, a Jerry Flynn to make them the the Midnight Disco Riders. But Jerry Flynn's in the Midnight Disco Riders. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's a match. Is in our group match. Oh to, yeah. To make okay. to, to fight over the name, right? And Jerry Jerry Flynn is wearing his Scott Hall best, right? His Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. Against Disco is in his bell bottoms, right? But he's forced to wear jean bell bottoms, right? <laughs> so he wants to win so he can be comfortable again and you know be able to do his disco moves without any restriction in the groin area and that that's once they become the disco riders that's when they take on the west texas rednecks and it's disco against country and nobody wins in that instance i'm just wondering with them becoming the midnight denim riders does disco lose his goldfish platform boots you know, with the goldfish inside. Well, for the time, I'm telling you, that's one of the Do reasons. Do the goldfish have little denim suits to wear, too? <laughs> that would be something. I mean, I, I was leaning denim towards. Denim fever. <laughs> denim fever. <laughs> it's not a fever. It's a rash, 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 rash. <laughs> oh, fucking. 
Another silly, stupid thing. Uh, are we done with Disco he, fucking Midnight Disco Riders? He won the match. They're the Midnight Disco Riders. There you go, Nash. Nash, we just <laughs> fucking created a story for See? this. See? Midnight Disco Riders <laughs> taking on the rest of Texas Resnecks. Like that? No, uh, we, we created a story for this match. Yeah. We, we just created a story for this match. We did. Now, I mean, like, we had to create a backstory as well to get us here, but, like, I mean, whatever. Well, what if Kevin Nash, in Nash's vision, decided to, like, put these, like, elaborate backstories on before these matches because he's recreating the company? There's, you know, somebody needs to get a hold of Nash to see if he's got, like, a pad of paper where he wrote down the backstory of this. And he's just back. I, he, I highly doubt it, but And he's, I'm like, sure. he gets the books on of Tuesday, and he's like, you know what? We're going to create movies now. Mm-hmm. We're gonna create some movies, you know. Just John Lithgow. We're gonna free. get Reservoir Dogs. Mm. I'm turning into Bret Hart now, but uh, anyways, it, yeah, he could have done so much. Could have, yeah. Instead, we've got Scott Norton and Horace Hogan testing out radios in the locker room next to each other. Next to each other. Once they figure out how they work, Horace is sent to look out for the NWO limo. Vincent then says that he has all of the boys' numbers. Adam says that if he's got, did he get those numbers on the internet? I don't know if there was like a phone number leak recently at this point in time, but I feel like that might have to, because like there are some nods to, to smart fan knowledge in, in some of this show, which tells you another thing about Kevin Nash's vision. You know what I mean? It's, uh, but uh, Horace Hogan then states that the limo had just pulled up. It is just a plain black limo. So apparently the only person that ever drives a plain black limo is Hulk Hogan. I think it was the license plate up front. It was red. Mm, yeah. I didn't notice yeah. that. Okay. Okay. But uh, he finds out the hard way that that is not the NWO, but it is the horseman. And they beat the shit out of the uh, the nephew. Of, of, of the Hulk. Which was Rick, Chris, Arn, and Mongo. Mongo. Dean was there too, was he not? Mm, I don't know. I thought Maybe. I saw Dean. I mean, he, he, hopefully, if unless he was front and center, nobody sees him, right? He's too short. So, <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Horace gets the piss beat out of he him. He does. He does. Um, All he was so. doing was looking for his uncle too. Yeah, man. he just greeting him. You know what I mean? Like, opening the door for him. Showing some chivalry. Yeah, Uncle Terry. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a, uh, oh, it's Rick. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. Sorry, Mr. President. Yeah, sorry, Mr. President. <laughs> That's how the president does <laughs> conducts business. <laughs> well, of course, Tyler. It's the president. He opened the door for the president. What did you expect from the president of WCW? Uh, I guess. I guess. The company I mean, that had it all and fucking lost it. Oh, dude, it's crazy. Like. We're a year removed from the biggest year of... We're not even a year removed. We're months removed from the biggest year of this company's existence. Like, yeah. money-wise. And it's like, almost immediately, shit's just like, we're fucked now, boys. Absolutely fucked. But, <clears throat> you would think that we would go to a match now, but no. No. Ric Flair beelines it from the limo to the ring. No music. At least, you know, he didn't get music until the match. Yeah. Uh, he heads to the ring to get interviewed by Mean Gene. He would proceed to strip Nash and Hall of the tag team titles 
and he's starting a tournament tonight. And if I'm not mistaken, Nash and Hall won those titles in a tournament weeks before. Wow. If I'm not mistaken. Now, throughout this, oh my. How weird is it for another grown man to refer to another grown man as, quote unquote, big sexy? Oh, it is just, I find, the weirdest nickname ever. It is. Especially for someone to actually call him that when, like, you can just call him Kev. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, you got to call him Big Sexy. Under Nash's vision, you must call him by Big Sexy. Yes. And yes. only by Big Sexy. Nash is not my name. Nash is my book and name. <laughs> I am now an artiste. <laughs> Stupid. <clears throat> uh, but uh, he turns his attention now to Hogan. Hot lips, hot lips, baby. Uh, <laughs> fucking hey, like, hot lips. <laughs> like I get it. He's thunder lips in no, Rocky, I mean, well, yeah, I but think like he says, "So Hulk, hot lips, thunder lips." <laughs> <laughs> so he obviously fucking didn't have forgot his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says he's going to kick his ass at Slambury, uh, but because uh, he basically he's you know Flair put his you know I put my time in Hogan he was just carrying Dolly Parton to the Oscars and making movies with Stallone. Now, did he ever make a movie with Stallone? I don't know. I, Def- I, I, I definitely not before ninety ninety nine. I'm sure. I thought that he cut one fucking hell of a promo. You're right. This pro this promo is, is is really good. And Ric Flair would go on to say, "Look around at the dressing room, Hogan. Do you think Jericho grew up wanting to be you or me? Do you think Chavito grew up wanting to go upside down or go like this? I'm telling you, it's your ego, your fame, your notoriety." against my reputation it's all on the line and if you got a problem with that pal i'll take your wife home and make a woman out of her you got it (laughs) fantastic (laughs) absolutely fucking fantastic gotta love it you gotta love it Mm -hmm. yep yep you definitely do uh this is when the nwo they find uh, horace hogan and uh, I don't know if you noticed it, but the uh, the quote of the night comes here. And it's Scott Norton, I believe. Or what Brian Clark. Would somebody get Horace a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> uh, why? <laughs> because he had his shirt ripped off <laughs> during the scrummage. <laughs> they ripped his shirt off. And he's just like, somebody, somebody get this poor man a shirt. If Hogan comes here and finds out we left his nephew cold, he's going to not let any of us eat for the rest of the week. And it's I'm Scott Norton. in the Tri-Cities here. <laughs> Indianapolis cold in January, motherfucker. It's fucking thundering, man. <laughs> Dude, yeah, like it's not you, bad at you all. You can see it in the background. Yeah, it, was, a, it was a pretty nasty night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking nasty Nick at night, if you will. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Nasty Nick. I mean, I mean, at this point in time, probably too old, too cool to come to a WCW show. But He's probably watching the Fed. Ooh, yeah. Hey, Dick, when are you going to imagine Stone Cold, Dad? <laughs> Dad, you and The Rock. That would be great. You guys wouldn't even have to do anything. The crowd will go wild. 
It'd be crazy to see the rock beat you, Dad. <laughs> Bet you take a really good people's elbow. You only got to lay there for that. Finger poker doom, am I right? Uh, but no, uh, Perry Saturn would take on Al Green. And this is post, obviously, <laughs> Perry Saturn having to wear a dress. He, since, you know, Perry Saturn can't read. He didn't know that the contract had stated he is to wear the dress for well, the foreseeable not, future. Not only Saturn doesn't, JJ uh, Dillon doesn't. JJ Dillon didn't either. So I guess so Jericho yeah. f- points this out backstage, and you know he tells him that he has to wear it for the foreseeable future, and he, he literally just shows up this like fucking Booker. I, I don't even know what JJ supposed to be like commissioner or something on TV or something. <sighs> Maybe he's not the president. He's not. He's not the booker, but I'm going to say commissioner. Let's just call him yeah, the commissioner. Let's go with commissioner. <laughs> so when he, uh, so Saturn shows up and Jericho's just yelling. He's like, tell him, tell him. And he tells him that he has to wear a dress. And Saturn's just like, oh no. Oh, baller. I guess. No emotion at no, all. No, it seemed like Man's he liked just it. fucking blown out on Percocets right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Eyes, just pupils dilated to fucking hell. But no, Perry would come out wearing a revealing blood red spaghetti strap evening gown with bejeweled flowers highlighting his plunging neckline. <laughs> Even in a fucking sundress, Saturn looks like he'd fuck your day up. Like yeah. he, he almost looks more unhinged in the dress. Yes. Yeah. Than he does any other time. And that's saying something. You know what I mean? Like, that's saying something. But this match would last sub-fucking-three minutes. Saturn picks up the win with the Death Valley driver. Fucking who gives a shit about Al Green, really? <laughs> right? Yeah, Saturn whoops his fucking ass. Whoops his fucking ass. Now, I am going to head over to the other side of the room to get my drink because my voice is starting to fucking crack. But... What goes on with Raven and Canyon with his mom's house in Florida? <clears throat> All right. So I, I've reviewed this in the past. So second time's a charm. So, so Raven goes back home. You know, Raven's always had this uh, loner vi- like um, background that he's portrayed for himself. Almost homeless in a way, I would say. <clears throat> but him and his best friend, Chris Canyon, go back to the suburban fucking like La Vida Loca I don't even know where it would be it looks like Florida I assume so going back to his Johnny Polo roots yeah I would say so but you know his mom is like upper middle class his whole family is pretty rather rich like country club golf the Johnny Polo character yeah exactly yeah so like uh, he he comes in and and you just your you first thing you notice is like this is all facade, right? This whole Raven character, it, it's not necessarily true. It adds a whole new layer to Raven. Yeah, yeah. And I that, wonder if he wanted to do this himself. I I fe- I feel like he might have. Been, that might have been the thing that he was into. That that's what something he wanted to do, because like <clears throat> tying it all back to you know Johnny Polo esque. You know what I mean? Because like there's no way it gets that close to it without them actually trying to make it seem like his family's Johnny Polo. 
Yeah. yeah. Right? And, and, and Or Johnny Flamingo, really. Because that was his Scotty. name. Scotty. Scotty Flamingo. So, like, you know, I'm sure that that is definitely a huge portion of it. But then, too, is like, Raven, they're asking Raven. I think this is this time, right? Like, they don't do another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They ask Raven to do an intervention. You know what I mean? They're obviously hinting at the drug issues that Raven has. And then Sandman comes in and he's like He's like a Bible suburban dad. Yeah, Bible thumper Sandman? Like what? Like no. he's not he's not religious, but like he's wearing a collared shirt and he's all he's, he's like uh probably like a real estate agent. Maybe he's a pencil pusher, he's an accountant or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh Scotty, no. No, Scotty, now you know that that's just wrong. Don't treat your mother like that, Scotty. Listen to your mother, Scotty. But yeah, no. Uh, Raven then goes into his closet, finds a bunch of photos of Piper hidden in the deep recesses of his closet. That's uh, that's some odd jerk off material. It's weird. Yeah, weird. Yeah, why would it be? The only thing hidden back that far in your closet is what you jerk off to. I don't give a fuck who you are. Yeah. Well, hidden in my back closet, Tyler. Oh, is Glacier and Kenny Chaos photos? Let's see, Kenny Kenny Chaos is a specimen. I did like to use Kenny Chaos in WCW Mayhem. That I will say. As 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 bad as that might make me sound, that's like my only note is that he was my character of choice on WCW Mayhem. <laughs> he didn't last the roof for me. Yeah, this match is fucking nothing, nothing no. though. Chaos wins with a springboard clothesline. Yeah. So um, yeah. then we got the ongoing story. No, 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 of- no, 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 no. What? No. no. Chaos winning the match. She says, I want to give a shout out to all my boys in the Hamptons. He starts fucking naming names. And as soon as he starts naming names, the audio cuts out and they cut to the NWO. It was fucking fantastic. Fuck your boys. I, I, <laughs> I, did, I didn't even give that the time of day, man. But I'm glad that you caught that. That's too fucking I funny. I fucking loved it. <laughs> oh, I got Johnny Chaos. Yeah, Johnny Chaos. What was the other guy? Uh, Rage? No. Chaos and Ronnie. What was the guy Ronnie in the tag Rage. team with him? Uh, High Voltage? It was High Voltage, but yeah, what was his name? I oh, can't remember. Probably shouted him out, though. Anyways, you were saying. About the B team? Yes. Oh, well, he, Vincent's back there by himself, and he takes off the black and white shirt once uh, everyone's gone, not yep. looking to reveal that he's got a Wolfpack shirt, shirt on. Yeah, he's, he's much like Disco. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he's a wannabe Wolfpack guy? Is, is that what's happening? I, I think that is this that is term? him. I think that this is him um, asserting his dominance over the B-Squad and trying to cement that he is the main dude of the B-Squad by wearing the main squad shirt. Right? But, like, you can, you know, like by the end of the show, you know that Nash is looking like the whole team is watching them, right? So it's like they probably seen that and was like, "Fucking Vincent, doing Vincent things," right? Like I think it's 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 nobody else knows about it. It's just him trying to make the boys think that he's their leader. Some um, HBO like storytelling <laughs> there from Kevin Nash. <laughs> I'm thrilled with this wrinkle <laughs> in your story arc. Yeah, it adds so much depth. So much depth. 
Uh, but uh, they then go out to the ring. Vincent challenges the horseman to a six-man at the end of the show. Says they can use it all. Trash cans, vacuums, you name it. That got me really excited, and we got none of it. So that was cool. Uh, Booker T then takes on Norman Smiley. This is when the matches start to get better. Wiggle, wiggle. Dude, and, and then the baiting of the crowd with the wiggle. Like, oh, like he was man. going to give it to him, and he's like, no, 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 it's not time yeah, yet. Yeah, he was good, man. He was good. I fucking loved it. Yeah, Norman's kind of over here. Um, yeah. Bobby Heenan has a, has a great line uh, somewhere in the, in the middle of this match. They're talking about how Norman Smiley, you know, he's rather world-renowned. He's been to Mexico, the UK, America, probably Japan as well, if I'm not mistaken. And then Bobby says, uh, I don't know where Booker T held titles around the world, but I know he's been through the Orient a lot. It was just so questionable. I, I can't remember Booker having uh, much of a, ja- a Japan stint. More or less the um, the unforgettable Orient, you know. I I feel as if that might have been more of a joke about maybe he likes to visit Oriental hookers. Or he Ooh. likes to have sex with Oh my, that's... That's, Asian women? That's interesting. Well, Charmel's a nitro girl. And, and, maybe. Who knows? God, I, know. I wonder if that's on the fucking hotline, Tyler. Buddy, I, w- I, I wish somebody had recorded the hot Because I don't know how I'm going to get through life without finding out what's on the WCW hotline. Mean Gene, take me away. Take me far away from here. I will. Give you a buck fifty a minute. <laughs> yes, sir. Re Bob. I just lost my notes like a goddamn peasant. Anyways, uh, Norman, he uh, goes back and forth with Booker for most of the match. Um, he would uh, get a lengthy rest holding on Booker at somewhere uh, in the, like, probably two-thirds in the match. Booker powers out, kills Norman's comeback. Norman goes for the big wiggle, which is where Tyler alluded to where he teases the crowd with mm-hmm. it. Crowd fucking loves that wiggle. Oh, dude. So, eventually he does get I the big wi- wiggle. The crowd fucking goes wild. Booker hits a power slam. Bunch of near falls. And Norman just decides that he's not letting Booker win this one. Yep. So he walks out. And Booker wins via count out. Yeah, he says, you can't beat me. And he leaves. You know, all just before Booker was going to hit him with the Harlem hangover. Yeah. The greatest leg drop of all time. Sent on bomb. It's a leg drop. Well, it's a flipping leg drop. It's a flipping leg drop. Yeah. 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 I used to fucking love that move. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd give it to every wrestler if I could. I remember, like, what was it? Uh, SmackDown. I don't know. One went over Booker T's first match. Uh, well, oh, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. And you could do the Harlem hangover. Yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I seen this once in WCW. Yeah, you barely pulled <laughs> it off. He didn't pull it off very often, especially somebody that didn't watch it, like, religiously. Oh, yeah. You know no, what I mean? Just like, more so knowing about Booker T than yeah. seeing him, yeah. I remember watching the Best of Seven series with Benoit. I remember that. Uh, but uh, they would then, after this match, show highlights of Steiner from Nitro chasing Kimberly around, trying to convince her that they should be in a romantic relationship. <laughs> this was the creepiest thing I'd ever seen in my life. The absolute I creepiest. I would have loved to have gotten like some sort of like fantasy trade in 1999 
putting Scott Steiner in the WWF scene full of all of those women. Jesus. And be having him on Raw every week. Just like harassing and accosting like Terry. <laughs> oh, Dustin is just like, I'll let you have her for a fucking bag of blow, bro. <laughs> I let Pillman have her. I'll let you have her, man. I'm not afraid to share. I don't think he even had Marlena in 99, did he? he I don't Luna. know, man. I have and no Luna, idea. Luna's got too many issues or had too many issues for me to make that joke. Uh, but uh, no, it was really creepy. And yet Kimberly just, just trying to stay away from Steiner. And DDP was away at the Hard Rock Cafe or no, the, the WCW Grill opening or whatever. Whatever the fuck that was. Uh, but I digress. It's it's creepy. That's all there really needs to be said about it. And we can't even really count it because this was on Monday and Nash booked this episode. So what can you say? Up next, though, is the first match in the hastily made WCW World Tag Team Titles Tournament. Uh, It's uh, Brian Adams and Horace Hogan taking on Chavito and Kidman. Uh, Kidman is the cruiserweight champion at this point in time, so this is Kidman's reign of terror through the WCW cruiserweight <laughs> His division. Reign of terror. Uh, I mean, like nobody could touch him. I'm not saying like this was like a Triple H reign of terror, like a bad way, but he just terrorized the cruiserweight division. Tell, pass me over the ashtray, please. I most certainly can pass you the ashtray. There it is. Could you pass me those scissors too? Boy, I, boy, howdy, I can't. Shears. The shears. Sheer power of the shears. Sheer power of the shear. I got a clog in my bowl here. Got, oh, well, that's that's a disappointment. I know. That's a disappointment. Here I am, wanting to get fucking right stoned, and I can't. Nope. Nope. Oh. Oh, that's uh. That's, that's a, out of there. Uh, There's no okay. screen in there, I'm assuming. No, I just put it back in. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it just must have gotten dislodged. Fucking audio magic here. It is. It is. Everybody. Everybody loves uh, uh, the unclogging of a bubbler. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to roll a joint here soon because there's not much left to this. Actually, there's not much left to this fucking episode. No, we we got three <laughs> matches and uh, there's probably only thirty minutes left to the show yeah. when it comes to like the length the, of the length, length of, of the show. show. What did you watch it on, Tyler? Did you uh, download uh, VHS it on rip? Network. I watched it on the network too. I downloaded a rip first, but it was in. AVI format, which is not supported on my smart TV through hard drives. Mm. It's an archaic file format. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's weird. Yeah, it really is. I, so... I try. I, I cringe whenever I see AVI come up. Yeah, me too. It's like, oh, if it's God. not MKV or MP4, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Even yeah. MP4 now, I'm like, I, you don't really see it much. It's always MKV. Yeah, more or less. For yeah. more, for the most part. Uh, but uh, on the back of Horace Hogan's tights, it says. H-bomb. Now, that that can mean a, a lot of things, right? Obviously, it can mean a hydrogen bomb, like the bomb dropped on Hiroshima, right? Hiroshima. Hiroshima. Or it can be a type of ecstasy made out of heroin instead of methamphetamines. That's called H-bombs. Or what I think is probably the most logical opinion is he's got a herpes. <laughs> really? Because that's also called the H-bomb. <laughs> Neither one of the three are good things. 
Why would you have it on a your... night out with horses called the H bomb? Yeah, he he fucking roofies you with ecstasy. <laughs> fucking all he talks about is Japan and bombs. Oh, I had and he for... gives you the fucking herpes. <laughs> and you know what Eddie Guerrero? You know what Eddie Murphy said about herpes? You carry that shit around for like you life. meet you meet Horace. He drops you the H bomb. Yeah, you know, like <sighs> dirty, like too, like he puts his arm around you, drops the H bomb, and you're drinking. You're like, get the fuck off! Of and me. he stirs it with his finger, <laughs> and you're gone. Yeah, and you're gone. He's so still wearing the glasses. You too. end, you end up back at Horace's fucking den. I no, guess. No, 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 no. It's Hogan's basement. <laughs> Hogan's basement. All right. Uh, maybe he might have the guest suite in the back room, right in the back backyard. No, you know what I actually like. I like that the the person has enough uh, cohesiveness to not be like out of it. So they let him come back to. They let him come back to. No, let let me finish mine, okay? Can I just add to it for a second? It's, no, listen. Nasty Nick is in the top bunk. Horace is in the bottom bunk. Now continue. I, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. But it ruins my Hiroshima thing. Okay, no, no, never mind. Ruins my then forget about thing. it. Then forget about it. So then forget about it. Horace. Somehow gets back to this lady's place. Okay. Okay. You know, yeah, because cohesive enough, cohesive enough. Yeah. The ecstasy, right? Yeah. yeah. Happy enough. Yeah. He has a very fuzzy beard, very soft head. (laughs) 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 So, anyways, Horace does the dirty. Hiroshima's her bathroom, and then gives her herpes. Oh, like he shits all over the bathroom. Oh, like. Like, all over the all walls, over. Sabu style. Just throwing shit all I, over the place. I, I smear shit all over your walls just to work the internet hotel, guys. Good morning, Terry Brunk. <laughs> uh, but you know what, though? Nasty Nick at night being his roommate does not ruin your story. He's not bringing them back. They're bringing her back to his place because he wants Nasty Nick at night to be able to play his video games up, up, up on the top bunk. Thank God. I hope he's playing Jet Moto. Probably. Probably. Seems like a Jet Moto kid. He definitely didn't perfect the racing games, that's for sure. Gran Turismo, wouldn't that be coming out that year? Oh, the racing games! Oh! Ha ha ha! Uh, <laughs> you know, he killed a dude. Uh, racing no, his no car. he didn't. He didn't kill a dude. No? No, he fucking made a dude brain dead. He killed a dude. He might as well be dead. His it, brain it's is like dead. some sort of manslaughter, I would say. Yeah, the, the dude can't talk, he can't walk, he can't communicate. He barely can grunt, I'm sure. He might as well be dead. Uh, but either way, either way. Must be a Hulk Hogan fan, then. <laughs> that's, that's the only ones that are, right? So, uh, But uh, but the no Chavo, he would get the hot tag crowd starts to come alive here uh vincent would imagine imagine this is the only thing you're watching tonight this is this is it you went to a wrestling show and this is all you're seeing is this this is not the days where wcw ran like four hour shows this was it yeah. it might have been a dark match before right. probably not though yeah there's no match after it's fuck this is this just fucking not it's a good time. dark matches i'm sure well usually cage Especially- match has the dark matches listed and they don't yeah fair right um, tell you what, Kidman though is so good, so good. Kidman, Kidman and Chavo, great. so fast. Yeah, they're yeah. so good at this. Uh, but no, uh, Vincent would club Kidman in the back of the head with Stevie Slapjack. 
allowing Clark to get the win over Kidman, advancing in the tournament. But, yeah, Vincent stole Stevie's slap, Jeff. Yes, out of his bag. Stevie's not happy, yeah, and he admitted, I stole from your <laughs> bag. Yep. So yep. they started asking about the shirt, and Vincent said they gave, uh, he gave the white shirt to a kid. So he walked out in the fucking red shirt, and he gave the shirt to a kid. How stupid does he think these people are? Now, mind you, I would Why was say- he wearing one under his shirt? You know what I mean? Like, right, it's still, right. It doesn't make it any better. No idea. Silly. Yeah, it is. It is. But Stevie has a right to be mad. Stevie has a right to be mad. Wouldn't he? Wasn't he the leader of the NWO Black and White for a bit? Fuck, no idea. Maybe it's when before like they turned it into the NWO Elite or whatever the fuck it was. I don't know. The NWO story is so convoluted and stupid. Uh, this is then bring us to Rey Mysterio Jr. taking on La Parca. And, uh, you know, they would do, you know, some slaps and, you know, a bunch of Hurricane Ranas by Mysterio. Isn't it crazy to think that Ray would be unmasked within a month? Yeah, that is wild. That is wild. And at this point in time, you can see Mysterio, too. He's starting to put on a little size. Speaking of size, Klondike Bill name dropped during this match. That's true. That's true. I've never watched a wrestling show that actually name dropped Klondike Bill. Yeah, right. It's actually pretty wild. <laughs> but no, this, you know, like, what what do you got to say about this match? Like, to me, this match is fine. There's very, nothing. uh, a very, shall I say, mid. Yeah. Yeah. Cruiserweight match. Yeah. It was there. It was fine. It was like a breath of fresh air compared to some stuff on this show. It was less than five minutes. So, I mean, like, what do you expect him to do? LeBurk is not like the greatest Lucha no. either, you know? Like, he's, he's fun, though. He's more of a character, I would say. And this is not like Ray in like his absolute best period in WCW no. where no, he's lighting this the is, world on fire. This is more when Ray was really starting to, to let things go a bit. Like, he wasn't really, you know what I mean, doing the craziest of shit. I would just say that the last half of the match was pretty fun. You know, Park hitting that wild flapjack on Ray and, you know, the outside fodder. Yeah, other than that, pretty average. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, This would bring us to DDP uh, joining Mean Gene in the ring, who says the Steiner has gone way too far. DDP has a hard time talking about the situation, tries to pretend like he's getting choked up. But DDP, he's, he's, he's no actor. You know what I mean? So he's not really portraying that feeling of being upset. So uh, he just looks annoyed. You know, so it's just... Eh, eh. But uh, Mean Gene at one point in time is like, well, just going to have to suck it up. <laughs> it's like Mean Gene, buddy. You got the greatest outlook on life. Just suck it up. Just suck it up. Uh, DDT, DDT, DDP then says that uh, he has a wolf call for out for Steiner. And uh, if he's looking for a hookup, then look no further. It's re- it's on. It's real, real, real. So, as DDP finishes saying, you know that it, you know it's real, real. Uh, he starts to walk away, and then what I thought was really odd is as he's walking up the ramp back to backstage, Mean Gene is essentially recapping everything that's happened in the DDP Scott Steiner storyline with Kimberly. As he's just walking to the back. It's like, Scott Steiner, real creepy piece of shit. DDP doesn't look like he cares. But hey, they're going to they're gonna do a letter at some point. Though. And DDP just no-sells and just walks away. Like, that's not exactly what he said. But he's just, he's just, he's just, it's just so weird. It's odd. 
Those words from Diamond Dallas Page, you could imagine what had to go through his mind. He was out in Las Vegas on Monday night, opening up his concept, the Las Vegas Nitro Grill, and he turned on the television on TNT, and he saw Scott Steiner stalking his beautiful wife. We're in Indianapolis. This is WCW Thunder on a Thursday night. He's got, got away with uh, segways, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Uh, but uh, we, we, we then we take one last look at the NWO backstage. Vincent is demanding now to be called Vince from here on out. Well, I mean, Vincent is a take on Vince McMahon. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, he then tries to drink a random glass of rags. Well, yeah, you're in the locker room. <laughs> so there's, just, there's, there, there's complimentary glasses of rags everywhere. Sitting around Tyler. collecting salmonella. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. You, I don't think you collect salmonella. No, no, I think, you, I think you're, I mean. you have salmonella in there. Yes, yes. I mean, really, you know what I mean, Travis. You know what. I mean. You other get. bacteria. Other bacteria. Fruit flies and shit. You know, like eggs. Eggs don't take long to start getting smelly. Uh, and it doesn't look like anybody was cracking those eggs. You know, There's no eggshells laying around anywhere. So those, you know those eggs were cracked long ago. Vince, though, finally showing a bit of observation in this body of his, notices something that nobody else in that locker room has noticed. You see, if you were in the 80s WWF... <laughs> You're you, you, looking out for cameras. You've been filmed in a hotel a time or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's a video of you out there somewhere putting something up your nose that you don't. You want did the cope whole with Hawk. You're going to be a little paranoid. Yeah, you're going to look for cameras. You're going to look for yeah. blinking red dots. Yeah, 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 yeah. No nanny cams. Blinking red full. dots. Did he find? He found his blinking red dot. He did above the locker room stalls. There's a camera, and he uh, he goes up face first into the camera. Where we would see Hogan, Nash, Bagwell, and Hall all watching from a limo outside the venue. Yep. At least we think they're watching from the outside of the venue. They never do come inside the venue. Which blew my mind because I was like, I knew that this match did nothing. The main event, Chris Benoit, Flair, and McMichael against Norton, Ray, and Vincent. I, I knew going into it that it was less than five minutes. So I was like, oh. Once I seen that, and like Nash and them, they all come in and they attack. Nope. Nope, that's the only glimpse of the A-Squad that we have here. Yeah, they were probably so advertised cool. for the show. People probably bought fucking tickets to yeah. see them. Saw them on a fucking screen for a yeah. matter of seconds. They were on the show. Can't get mad. Yep. This is what Crazy. we said would happen. Crazy. But uh, another thing that blew my mind is like they actually paid Buffer. To announce the main event of Thunder? Fuck really? yeah, man. Try cities, baby. Jesus Christ. Or was that was that a Nash decision? It was like make this show seem important. Get buffer. Get the, get the buff in here. Yeah. And yep. the, the good and I'm not buff. talking about Bagwell. Keep your mother He's actually fuck away. Not from gonna me. be on television tonight. You're sitting in the way far back of the limo buff. Uh but uh Stevie though. Stevie looks like a jacked fucking Beetlejuice. Like, holy fucking Doppler like he was playing for the Chicago Cubs. Like, it's unreal. Like, my TV couldn't even keep up with it. It was all fucking, like, yeah. having a schism. Yeah. Really, it's fucking wild. Uh, I felt like I had astigmatism every time I fucking watched him. 
Uh, but uh, Vince, he gets whipped in the ring. Flair, he, he's calling out Hogan. Well, the bout of the century is in this match, and that would be Mongo taking on Vincent. <laughs> I, I, tried, I tried to regress that. Fucking, like this was <laughs> King's Road shit. This man. was this was this was uh, this was as if we were watching Kabashi Misawa all over again. Nah, like Misawa fucking yeah. Kawada, man. Yeah. Like, this is some wild shit. It was. I'll no. respect the Mongo, but you know, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Uh, no respect to Vince. Thank God Benoit and Rick's in this match, and yeah. the fucking mint horseman theme, the oh, best horseman <laughs> theme ever, with that fucking like loud electric guitar. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the best horseman theme there ever has been. It's better than Ric Flair's theme, in my opinion. I think it's one of the better themes, like Chris Benoit. Fucking the best theme Chris Benoit ever used. I like Chris Benoit's first WCW theme. Fucking garbage. One thing, another thing I noticed about this match too is Flair. He starts calling out Hogan. All while he's got his fingers just stretching the mouth of Vincent, just fucking wrenching at it. It's like, Hogan, come here. I'm going to stretch your mouth out, but not with my fingers. You sorry son of a bitch. But then, <laughs> you say he's going to stretch his mouth, but not with his fingers? Yeah. Is he saying he's going to, like, face fuck him or something? Yeah. <laughs> Flair didn't say that on the show. <laughs> I, I'm going to face fuck you, face, Hulk. I'm going to face fuck you, Hulk. I'm the president. I can do that. Vince tells me it's okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, Flair would lock into figure four and get the win. The NWO just walk away and they let Vince get uh, beaten down You're by the horse. Chris Benoit just picks up Vince and, <laughs> and just... puts him back down into the cross face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's just like, yeah. oh. Give him hope that he can get away and just, then just, just put him back down again. Ruthless, man. Fucking ruthless. Yeah. No, it was fantastic. Like, like I, I will say, like this this episode was much funner to talk about than it was to watch. Uh, yeah, it usually um, is. But like then again, though, for a change of pace, it was pretty fun. You know what I mean? Like I enjoyed watching this episode of Thunder because everything is so new and everything is so f- just fresh to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And you know what? Um, I had a good time watching it. I I I'm, I didn't hate it. I what saved it for me was that episode long storyline of Vincent and the NWO. Like I wasn't enthralled by it by no means, but once he put his head through the ceiling, I couldn't wait to see where the rest I, of this was going. I like it was train wrecky in a way, you know. Yeah, and that's the I, I can I can enjoy that to an extent. So overall, it was pretty bad. But oh yeah, no, I wouldn't. It could have been much worse. I wouldn't ever suggest anybody to watch this. You know really I mean? check out the Nash era. Yeah. Really check out that Nash era, man. Nash's vision. Fuck yeah. And it's pretty apropos that his first show was Thunder and his last show was Thunder. Yes. And, and speaking of his last show, now, when we say last show, this was his... Now, whether or not this was his first show, I don't know. 
I don't know if that was his first show. This is his only solely booked show. Only solely booked show. Yeah, this is the only two hours of wrestling television ever solely booked by Kevin Nash, right? So amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> this, though, up next on the Federation, we're going to dive into Nash's last episode of Booking Influence in WCW, which is October 14th, 1999. But before we go into the what's on that card, let's give a shout out to our Patreon family members. Our brother with the biggest cock. Roaches. Savage Fudge. His future so bright he's only 7% of the medals. Sterling Silver Fudge. Then Uncle who calls it right down the middle, Mike the Ref Fudge. That's Uncle Justin, but why is he always thrusting JD Fudge? He wants to be called Father, but not for a dollar. Trox Fudge. Our doe-eyed cousins from down under, Corey and Trevor Fudge. That guy mom brought over and called Uncle Justin Roberts Fudge. Coming up next on the Federation, it's this episode of Thunder. And on, you know, not a very good card. Uh, We've got Jim Duggan taking on Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. Whoa! (laughs) My boy, Lash LaRue, taking on Al Green. Thunder staple, baby. Thunder staple. Now, about, by the time this episode comes out, it's been about two weeks since the XWF episode dropped. The last one. And we said to ourselves, when's the next time Brian Nobbs is going to be on the show? Long time. Nope. Second episode in. Brian Nobbs and Hugh Morris with Jimmy Hart taking on Scott and Steve Armstrong. Then we got Brian Adams taking on Horace Hogan. So something has happened there. Long-term storytelling. Ten months. Ten months. And and they're doing this. H-bomb, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Brian Adams, you're about to get H-bomb, dude. Uh, Berlin takes on Prince Ikea. Wow. I've got to open this up in a new page because I don't know who the fuck this is. Uh, Okay. We've got... uh, Ming taking on Luther Luther Bings. Luther Bings? Uh, He also went by Big Sexy. Only Nash goes by Big Sexy, Tyler. Apparently not. He also went by Disgraceland and Hunk of Love. Oh, this guy must be uh, some sort of Elvis guy. Yeah, he was trained at the power plant. Fuck him. But his his... His... Okay, his he's managed by Buzz Stern. Oh yeah, who who's that? That's Glacier Boy. Oh, yep, Coach Buzz Stern. Okay, yeah. So ten months, ten does months, a lot. Yep. Ray Mysterio Jr. takes on Perry Saturn. Okay. Unmasked Ray Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. Filthy Animals Ray Mysterio. Yeah. And then we have a four-way match. The total package. This is when he's with Miss Elizabeth. Oh, wow. And he's like peak immobility. Yeah. Uh, Rick Steiner, La Parka, and Buff Bagwell in a four-way. Oh. If anything, that is interesting to think of. So we'll see. We shall see. 
This could get interesting. That is so perplexing. <clears throat> we also will get Larry Zabisco on the call. No uh, Bobby the Brain with Mike Tanay and Kevin Nash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the influence is not only so, at the pencil. It's on the stick, too. <laughs> he's nowhere to be seen on the... I mean, Kevin Nash is not going to wrestle on Thunder anyways. But, uh, yeah. Um, might be the long-awaited return of Art of Commentary here next week with uh, with Kevin Nash on the... I thought with Bobby the Brain we'd get it, too, but you can tell Bobby the Brain's checked out. A little bit, yeah. There's but not I much can't there. hardly wait for next week. Oh, no, it's going to be... Well, not next week. Two weeks from now. On the next edition. Yes, yes, yes. So, there you go, guys. That is what's coming up on the Federation. Hope you enjoyed the show. I sure did. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you can follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook by searching the Federation. T-search at whatamaneuver.net. And then you can also give a shout-out to Mitch or Electric Downfall. With the sweet, sweet, sweet tunes at the ending and beginning of the show. So, uh, with that being said, Travis, keep on rocking in the free world and. Do, 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 do. Do, do.